slow, thin. I'm a buff baby that can dance like a man. I can shake him a fanny, I can shake him a can. I'm a tough tootin' baby, I can punch your buns. Punch your buns, I can punch all your buns. If you're an evil witch, I will punch you for fun. <laughs> podcast that's bad to listen to but fun to make yeah that's yes I don't know that it's bad to listen to you don't really know you haven't listened that's true but I make it so I know what happens I guess that's fair hi Badger hey Kelly how's it going what a week yeah wow um, for anybody who's time banditing, we have just concluded the week where <sighs> hearings were happening in the Senate regarding a certain predator becoming a Supreme Court justice. So that's been fun. So white, so male, so privileged. So I don't actually think I'm privileged, uh, <laughs> like a lot of white privileged men. So, surprise. You know, uh, men are just so prone to emotionalism and hysteria yeah i don't think they've got the temperament to like be lawmakers or adjudicate constitutional questions i mean they're they make very poor leaders you know i have had some really good barbecue that men have made so maybe they could stick to more of the domestic arts i don't really like barbecue but i'm glad that men have been able to do something yeah i mean whoa a cat walked up to me. A white cat. I, I, Whoa. Are you in your house? No. I'm walking around and a cat just ran up to me. What a great day. Oh, that's someone's familiar in the sense that you're a witch. Because he's so pretty. Kitties are the best. This makes up for everything we were just talking about, kind of. Mm, it'll make up for, for like 10 seconds in your heart. Yeah. And then you'll remember... <laughs> It's purring and it's rubbing against my legs. Take me home with you. Yes. Pretend you don't have allergies. Yeah, I do have allergies. Mm. That's a bummer. Yeah, frankly, I am lucky to be able to touch the cat. <laughs> anyway, yes, the week has been this long. This cat is dirty. That's because <laughs> all cats are dirty. Just white ones, it's more obvious. <laughs> It's been outside, and it's been, like, on and off, like, drizzling for the past 24 hours. Of course it's dirty. I'm going to send you a picture of this cat. Okay, I'll put it on Twitter. Can, does it have a collar? Any identifying? Uh-uh. I mean, it did run out of a house's porch. I just got the picture. Amazing. Um, I was coming home from work one day. Oh, like six or so months ago it was a while and this extremely rotund tabby was around and she was just so friendly and I was like so concerned I'm like where are your people but she had a tag on her collar that said like hi my name's Daisy I'm pretty sure it was Daisy I'm just visiting don't need to worry about me (laughs) and I'm like clearly like you're fed so um I haven't seen her since, so I don't know if she's a local cat or if she was just taking a really long walk outside of her neighborhood, but she was a delight, and I I wonder where, where Daisy is. Well, cats are fun, and animals are great, mm-hmm. and people are usually monsters. okay to bad. Yeah. There's some good people. I mean, like, a handful Maybe out of the entire world population, there are a few. Yeah, until you get to know them, we're not ones of them. One of them's, we're not good people. No, we're not. But we're not the worst people. We're medium people. Graduate students are the worst people. <laughs> I opened that door for you, and you didn't walk through. Um, so you're out walking today. I'm in the middle of getting my house ready. 
because next weekend I'm going on a road trip, a solo road trip from Portland to Salt Lake City. I'm stopping one night in Boise on the way there. So six hours of driving one day, six hours the next day. Going to watch a soccer game. Shocker. And then I'm going to drive home about 12 hours the next day with stops included. It'll probably be like 13 or 14 hours. So I'm getting my house totally clean, moving things around for the fall, like taking down my blackout curtains and putting the sheer curtains back up so light comes in the house. I've been like living a gray garden existence. Like no one has been able to see inside this house for months, except you saw it for like five minutes the other day. Um, and then I clean out my car and then I get through four work days and try not to have an emotional crisis during those four work days because work has been awful. Um, and then I drive away. That is exciting. Yeah. I've never done a solo road trip like this before. I mean, I've driven to Seattle and back a few times alone, but this is going to be crazy. I did my first solo road trip when I was 18. I had nowhere to go when I was 18. Where did you go? I got a job in Montana and I drove there. Nice. Is that when you worked at Gla- uh, Glacier? Uh-huh. Yeah. You're going backpacking next weekend? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking going up to, um, there's a, a hiker's camp with like some scary lean-to cabins above on a ridge up near Ecola, in Ecola State Park. I don't know what that is. It's a beach. I'm going, I'm going camping on the coast. I see. Well, it's not going to be like getting weird wintry weather already. I mean, it probably will be, but we're just, I'm, I'm hitting that point where I'm, I'm going to wander into the forest. I'm not going to come back for a while. Yeah. I would, I, I'm tempted to leave civilization, but in a different way than you. Like I would, leave and try to find a compound I wouldn't go into like the forest I need shelter you don't like buildings like that no well I mean there are they are scary lean-to cabins and I might stay in one Mm. but I also might hike like much farther up the trail well um good luck and don't die we'll see and I welcome death as an old friend. <laughs> Arms out. Uh, speaking of welcoming death, I think it's time to start talking about sex in the city. Yeah, it's not a weird episode. Because it's just all, all weird episodes. It's so weird. So I summarize a lot of these. I want to hear your take on it. What? Go ahead and start summarizing it. Um, Carrie's dating like this guy and he's weird and Miranda's dating like a, just a real shit heel guy with a shit heel kid and Samantha's does something and Charlotte does something. Nobody learns anything. Um, except Miranda's kind of, kind of a B to a, a little kid at the end of the episode. And I liked that because last time I was doing a community outreach event, I had to, like physically jerk myself back from telling about a 10 year old kid. Fuck you. So I'll flesh this out. Uh, Carrie's dating a a guy played by Justin Thoreau, who has already been on the show once as a different character, but he is in our uh, comedic universe because he played Justin on Parks and Rec. who dated Leslie. That's where he's from. Um, He's also on the new Netflix series maniac, um, but he's almost unrecognizable because he wears a very strange wig instead of glasses. Anyway, um, he is a successful author with an amazing family that Carrie is super into. And I believe, I didn't look it up because I got lazy. I believe uh, the actress who plays his mother is the actress who played Rhoda. Um, uh, Valerie Harper, I believe. So she's kind of like an institution of stage and screen. So I don't know how they got her into this mess. Anyway, Carrie like loves, <laughs> loves his family. Um, they're like emotionally intelligent and I eat bagels and locks and they're fun. Um, and he ejaculates prematurely like a lot, Mm -hmm. like, um, and then he becomes petulant after she finally decides to try to talk to him about it. 
Um, and so she realizes that she needs to break up with him. That's the easy part, but she needs to break up with his family, specifically his like amazing mother who's lived all these amazing lives and she's an artist and has an Oscar and shit like that. So um, that's that uh, because you can't have it all. You can have a nice guy and you can have a guy with a nice family, but you can't have both. Um, apparently you can't stay friends with the family after you know when i had my breakup the the family a few of the members of the family tried to stay friends with me like come to the house sometime and i was like i don't think that's a good idea and well that wasn't a very good family i don't know you don't know them yeah i know you've told me yeah but you have to remember that you're hearing it from my perspective too not to say that they are a good family it's just Consider your source material. How much do you actually trust me? So are you just telling me that you're an unreliable narrator? Mm -hmm. But you knew that. Okay. You knew that. I did. Yeah. And the narrative you tell is very strange. (laughs) I'm constantly a victim. I know. Yeah. Most people imagine themselves in their own stories as constantly a hero. Anyway. Uh, You just imagine yourself as, like, the person you least want around during a crisis. Did I tell you about that dream when we were recording? Or did I just tell you offline about how I was, like, arguing with my family and no one believed me? And I was crying so hard in the dream that I cried in real life. (laughs) You told me that. That was, like, two (laughs) weeks ago. This was, like, recent. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Uh, Miranda has a gym that has family day which apparently means children can just run wild around the weights which does not seem like a thing that should exist for like insurance purposes yeah um so she meets a guy in the elevator with his shitty kid because this kid who is like nine needs to press the buttons it's like fucking get over it but he needs to press the buttons the dad seems nice blah 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 their first date is walking through central park with the kid who hits miranda in the head with a stick yeah, he has behavioral issues that are being completely unaddressed. And the dad knows in any it. Way. He, like, admits it. He's like, I am, like, just being indulgent because of the divorce. Which is, like, a whole bunch of issues that he should fucking deal with before he starts dating again. But she goes uh, towards the end of the episode and she, she has sex with him at his house and goes to the bathroom fully naked. Which I'm thinking, there's a kid in this house. Put on a t-shirt or something. Just Uh just because in the hallway, who knows, right? The kid tries to come in because she didn't lock the door. She freaks out because she doesn't want him to see her naked on the toilet. Um, And somehow she slams the door with enough force that it, like, lacerates his forehead. Which is a, like, how did that even happen? It's questionable. She's trying to explain the situation. The dad is like, get the fuck out of here. Um so that ends that, which is like, you know what? That's probably for the best. Cause I, yeah, and I bet that kid grows up to have uh, like a concussion fetish. And I bet that kid grows up and no one will ever make him happy because people decided they want to have like a real balanced relationship with him. But he's used to just getting whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that guy's like, I mean, you know, I don't know how people navigate this exactly, but... It seems like if you're going through a fresh divorce, you might not want to have your kid be on your first date or or have your date over on the weekend that you have your kid. I was dating someone who was not fully divorced yet, but nearly. And he had a son who was like middle school aged. Um, and I, I was at his house one day and the kid just showed up. And it was just like, I feel like this needed to be a conversation. Like, yeah. setting some sort of, like, boundaries and appropriate introductions. But it was like, okay, so I've met your kid now. Uh, this is fine. This is not weird. Also, like, I think a lot of the times when there's a divorce going on, the other parent might want to have some say in, like, how people meet each other and, you know, levels of comfort. And if you're going to be around their child, they might want to at least meet you. Yeah, or there might be a ground rule about, you know, like just generally dating with with kid around. Right. Especially when there there are now two households. There's so many babysitting opportunities for like to dump your kid off on the other parent. Yeah, did this woman just like leave leave to the point where he has sole custody and like can't even afford a babysitter? 
Yeah. Because he seems to have a nice apartment. And he has, like, a fancy gym membership. He could cough up, like, 10 bucks an hour to a teenage person in the building. I don't know. I don't know. This show makes no sense. Now let's, no, it doesn't. Let's talk about Charlotte. Because her brother is going through. Oh, yeah. That's right. Her brother is going through a divorce. And she's like, you're going to re- reconcile. And he's like, fucking get over it. It's not going to happen. He meets Samantha. And he and Samantha hook up. And Charlotte is like awful to samantha she samantha's in her kitchen the morning after looking for coffee filters and charlotte is basically calls her a slut straight up um because she slept with her brother and apparently that was one guy too many so um her brother wesley uh, explains like you know my relationship sucks so bad we weren't having sex blah 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 samantha was great you're really awful to her get over it and so charlotte realizes that like this was a good thing to happen and so she brings samantha muffins to apologize i can get a little bit of people being protective of their friends getting involved with their siblings because that can kind of make your relationships with each other weird um which i think is what charlotte probably would have if she was emotionally intelligent been complaining about but her attack was basically Samantha, you're a slut. Um, yeah. She was, uh, said something like the equivalent of, why don't you just put your vagina on Yelp? Yeah. It's always open. Um, it's a must-see attraction. Whatever. Um, Samantha forgives her. But I think it's, you know, Samantha doesn't consider herself a slut, at least not in the pejorative sense. She is sexually active. She likes to have a lot of um, different experiences with different people and she's not apologetic about it. Yeah. She's, you know, has internalized misogyny, like everyone on this show and every woman in society to an extent, but overall she's very sex positive. Right. Um, so I think that when I was watching this show, when I was a lot younger, it was very much like, uh, yeah, Samantha, cool it. But now, now I'm like, you know, you do you. You're not hurting anybody. You're not apparently hurting yourself either. This isn't some sort of like transference or some sort of like way that you're processing trauma or something. This is just a facet of your life that is important to you. You enjoy it. And it doesn't seem to be unhealthy. Yeah. Charlotte was real out of line. Charlotte is such a twit. Yeah. God. And like Samantha had a, a a rarely seen look of injury on her face that made me feel for Samantha. And that's terrible to feel anything for anyone on this show. And that's Charlotte's fault. Yeah, it is Charlotte's <laughs> fault. That dumb wasp. Um, any, anything that you liked about this episode? I said I, I liked um, at the end in, they're in the elevator Miranda is at her gym oh, yeah. and there's a lady with her kid and like oh can uh, did he press the button he really likes it yeah I like it too and then she pressed the button so that the kid didn't get to yeah kids shouldn't just get to push the buttons learn to live with disappointment like the rest of us <laughs> <laughs> okay well, let's get into Adventure Time. Um, yeah, these are fun episodes. They're so interesting. So the first episode, can you remind me of the title? I forgot to look it up. It's Memory of a Memory. So this episode was very, like, eternal sunshine um, in the, like, weird distorted reality and, like, weird physics of that reality. Um, essentially, Marceline is catatonic. Um, and her what's the, he's like her helper Ash no 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 the guy who like comes and gets Finn and Jake Ash is that who it is yeah oh my god did I miss did it? you not no he tricked them like he manipulated her friends to to get this I feel so dumb right now he was like getting out of his costume when they came around <laughs> I don't know how I missed that detail. I, one thing I will say about this show 
is that I oftentimes have to watch each episode a couple of times to pick up on everything. I don't know why I just, I feel like it's so much more something I just want to keep on in the background and not totally engage with, but I only watched these episodes once, but I was like, not on Twitter. I was just watching them. Well, I mean, they pack a lot. Like this was an 11 minute episode as is the next one, as are all of them, except for the finale. Um, and they're dense. Yeah, it's like a don't blink thing. So can you summarize it since I'm going to fail? <laughs> uh, so uh, a mystical, but you're, like you're dropped into the middle of the episode. Finn and Jake are sprinting towards Marceline's little home inside of the cave. And there's this sort of cruddy looking humanoid sitting on Jake's shoulder next to Finn saying she's in danger she's in danger and then they find out that it's Marceline who's in danger so Jake speeds up and they get to Marceline's cabin and she's just conked out and the guy says that uh, she cast a sleeping spell on herself on accident and now she's in eternal slumber and they have to go and find the memory of her casting the sleeping spell so that she can wake up so he sprinkles them with sleeping powder and there's there's a a scene i don't know maybe i'll go back and try to capture the still and put it on our instagram where they're falling asleep and their eyes are all puffy and he says like but remember and they try to open their eyes and their eyes are still so puffy because they're so tired just little things like that that are very relatable (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, so they're they're in her memory. So this is kind of a corporeal play on Marcy's Marcy's past. You see young Marcy with her stuffed toy and this sort of like very apocalyptic world that she's sort of sitting around in and playing in. And then they they go and they see Marcy in her treehouse. Are in their what is now their treehouse, moving in with this this boyfriend type. Mm-hmm. Oh, and did you catch that? Uh, they also go through the memory of Hudson Aberdeer eating her French fries. Yes, I caught that. And Finn tries to tell him, "Dude, don't yeah. eat those. <laughs> don't eat those, man." And if you remember from several several months ago, um, the big dispute between Marceline and her dad was that he ate her French fries. And that's one of the causes of the rifts in their relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not one of the causes. It's, you know, sometimes things get broken so badly and then it just needs a little nudge to explode. Sure. So it was a straw that broke the camel's back. But essentially, it was, it was a part of the issue that the they history had to like, of, deal yeah. with. So. Uh, so they, they're going through Marceline's memory core and they find the memory that they think is of her casting the sleeping spell and they bring it back and all the memories are sort of like little little bubbles with silhouettes that represent that memory inside of them. And this one looks like a cherry branch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while they were looking for this, they found the memory of marceline breaking up with this guy ash because he sold that teddy bear to a witch Mm -hmm. in order to purchase like the the magic wand that is the cherry branch thing Mm -hmm. so she breaks up with him and it turns out when they they come to with that memory that yes that fellow that grabbed them was himself ash and that memory was of them breaking up. So, I, so when Marcy... Yeah? I missed that that was Ash, but I do... Like, Ash was there to be like, well, now that you have that memory, it's no longer part of her narrative. So now she's she's not going to remember breaking up with me, essentially. Yeah. So she comes to and she doesn't. She just thinks, like, that's her boyfriend. And Ash is just being a dick. Like, what does he say? Oh, she says that she's going to go freshen up and that'd be a relief. (laughs) 
Yeah, he's awful. Oh, oh Ash. <laughs> and I think that's very relatable to like be in a relationship with someone who's shitty and just consistently find ways to excuse that behavior. Yes. Any comment? Uh, I don't want to make this personal. <laughs> Why you always ask me such personal things? Well, I mean, personal to myself too. There are things that like were obvious red flags in previous in- instances. Like, I don't know. I accidentally met my ex's 14 year old child without being <laughs> aware that that was going to happen. Like that's <laughs> part of it. And then you think like, Oh, I mean, like, of course, like, of course that was, he can't control all the things. This is a teenager. So you don't know when they're going to show up and blah, blah, blah. And this is fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's it's fine. Uh, so they fly off to Ash's just cruddy little home. And Finn and Jake go off to rescue Marcy. So while Jake's creating a distraction, Finn dumps sleeping party on Marcy's sleeping powder. <laughs> sleeping party is my favorite <laughs> kind of party. Wish I could have a sleeping party. <laughs> Not a slumber party. A sleeping party. Everybody's just cozy and unconscious. Yeah. After they drank the special cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is where I, I recorded the song. Oh, the Buff Baby song? Yeah. <laughs> you don't like Buff Baby. I know you don't. You don't like body <laughs> horror. That's not body horror. Finn's a real human baby. Is he? Yeah. Why is he so articulate then? I don't know. But anyway, um, Marceline is... Um... I mean, it's Finn's memory, so that could be his song that he perceived himself as singing, but... In reality, he might have just been a baby sitting on the bathroom floor mumbling. So part of this is that it's very um, like Alice in Wonderland or Eternal Sunshine in that um, Marceline is too tall for the hallway. She bonks her head and basically has to sit doubled over to um, fit in the hallway. And she peeks into the bathroom and sees Finn singing that song and she finds it amusing. And then actual Finn shows up and he's also too tall for the hallway. And this is the house that he grew up in. I'm assuming that means that also with Jake and therefore Jake's mom and dad um, would be in that home as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you can't tell me too much, but is this a home that we may see again at some point? Yes. Okay. Um, long, long time from now. You'll have forgotten asking me by the time we see this place again. I forget nothing. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, and Finn shows Marceline the memory because he saw the memory. So his memory of the memory is now in his memory source material. <laughs> so he shows her the um, memory of Ash confessing to Marceline that he sold her, her bear. And she was like, this is the last straw. And she broke up with him. And then they wake up and he asks if she's going to be okay. And she says that she, she thinks she is going to be okay. Ash comes back and starts demanding an actual sandwich. Like the worst person. Yeah. And they just start uh, assaulting him. Yeah. She just walks up and kicks him in the groin. The, yeah. Whatever he's got there. It seems to hurt pretty badly hey even if you have nothing quote-unquote nothing there you still have a pelvic bone and you still have nerves so i'm assuming he probably has something along those lines at bare minimum well she squashed it hard with her boot and then they she's kicking him in the head and finn's kicking him in the butt and then jake does like a monty python bit and just squashes him (laughs) with its foot so i will say i know that this is not going to be taken hopefully children don't see this and think this is an appropriate thing but like even if you are dating a jerk unless you are in a point where you're physically threatened you don't just start assaulting someone who asks you for a sandwich i disagree i think in this case it was completely appropriate to just beat the tar out of him i feel like it's emotionally satisfying to do so but i also know that 
this is not necessarily the most appropriate way to have dealt with that. So I think kids have a lot less nuance. And what they see, I think, is somebody tricked Marceline, took advantage of her to get her into a romantic relationship. And she didn't like it, so she kicked him in the head. This is very akin to Princess Leia throttling Jabba the Hutt with his own chains. One, that's not necessarily a children's film. Two, she is being shackled in that context, whereas Marceline could walk away. Sometimes the shackles are not physical shackles, and sometimes you need to take those not physical shackles and throttle someone with them. I just worry that when people see it is right and just to physically harm someone who has emotionally manipulated you, that that could become an ingrained message that isn't always the case. I think that if I had seen this as a kid and internalized it as such, it would have saved me a lot of trouble later. Because obviously in real life, you know you don't get a sword and you can't just go start hacking heads off. But maybe you've got a good example of somebody who got pushed around and they came to you and they're not going to be pushed around anymore. Let's agree to disagree. Let's agree that I'm right. Mm. I'm not the one who needs white out. Yeah, but you also eat, like, food that gives you shits all the time. Uh, not anymore. Now I know my perfect diet is just eggs. All you eat is eggs. That can't be right, either. I eat greens. I eat salads with eggs on them. And I eat omelets with salads inside. Okay. Perfectly healthy. I just can't deviate from that. Okay. I have a doctor's appointment. I know. (laughs) And then you're going to have your, you need to be completely honest with him about what you've been eating. And he can tell you if that might be just too many eggs. It averages to like two eggs a day. What are you eating that you're only eating two eggs a day? What else could you possibly be eating and still surviving? Chicken and greens. You didn't tell me about the chicken. I ate a chicken this weekend. Oh, if you're averaging it when you eat one rotisserie chicken and then the rest of the week you eat 19 eggs. Okay, sure. I feel very healthy right now. That averages in your favor, I guess. Um, Very healthy. Okay. I had a sandwich today. So you're not just eating eggs. Yeah, the sandwich had eggs on it. Oh my god. But it had other things. It had avocado, hot sauce. Did you go to Hungry Heart? Yeah. (laughs) I've I've seen that sandwich you've eaten. It looked good. Yeah, it is good. The gluten-free bread is really good. Mm, Bread. It's better than bread. Let's talk about this. My body cannot digest many things. Perfectly normal human physiology. I feel like it can, but, like, only five of the things that you can digest you actually, like. I don't even understand what that means. The doctor's going to be on my side here. Okay. Let's talk about the last Adventure Time episode. Okay. Hitman. This is, uh, (laughs) I'll try to summarize this one. So, um, they're breakfast princesses. Uh-huh. That are adorable. And yeah. they like sit in bed and they <laughs> are eating the breakfast thing and they live in a room that has like oranges that kind of drip into like beakers to make the orange juice. Yeah. And, and the, the, the rug is a pancake. Oh no, it's an egg. Oh, the rug is an egg. It's like a it's like a fried egg because there's a yolk. But <laughs> it's very it's very cute. They're like eating bacon and stuff and it made me very hungry. Um the Ice King comes in, he, like, sneaks up next to the bed, and um, he starts putting something that looks like honey on the waffle, and so one of the princesses is like, give me the phone. <laughs> and I call Finn and Jake, and they're like, we have an Ice King situation, and Finn and Jake are nearby, so they come in, and they're like, Ice King, what did we tell you about love potion? It's like, it's just honey. 
like, <laughs> you're grounded for a week. And it was very much like, have you seen The Breakfast Club? Uh, a long time ago, and I think I was drunk. So this is like the narrative that the principal has with, um, oh shit, Judd Nelson's character. Um, somebody who actually listens to this, who gives a shit, is going to blow us up on Twitter. But it's like, the more that you argue Ooh. with the- I don't know, Taylor? Um, That's the only person who listens to us that's on Twitter. Who knows? But anyway, um, the more that you argue with the authority figure, the worse the punishment gets. It's a riff on that. Okay. So the Ice King, like, keeps getting very petulant about this. And so Finn keeps increasing the penalty. And his face gets more serious. And so basically... They saddled the Ice King with four weeks of being grounded. And he's like, and the Ice King just like goes along with it. He's like, I'm only going to do it for a week now. <laughs> that just got you four weeks. Um, so he's, he's pissed off at this situation. Um, and instead of being like, uh, yeah, they don't have any actual authority in this situation. I'm just going to fucking leave. He decides to hire a hitman. He stays in his castle and he's pacing around because he's grounded. He's like <laughs> 60 and he's grounded. Um, he hired, he finds a hitman on the internet because he doesn't know what words mean. <laughs> um, and he wants a man who will hit Finn and Jake. But he hires the Scorcher, who is a hitman who's going to burn Finn and Jake alive. Yeah. So he realizes what's happening. The Scorcher starts to set fire to the treehouse. So he flies out there to freeze everything in its tracks. And then Finn and Jake, who are in the middle of making sandwiches and have a very uh, brief but profound discussion on eating meat, specifically for Meat Man. So Ice King... (laughs) freezes the fire he goes in the house and they're like get the fuck out of here you're grounded what do you think grounded means (laughs) um and he goes back and um i think is this point where he has tries to have a conversation with scorcher about like i didn't want you to kill them yeah he's you could have killed them what do you think hitman means <laughs> um, and this continues a little bit and like uh, Scorcher goes back to them while they're sleeping and um, invades their lungs like he vaporizes yeah, fills their lungs with Scorcher smoke um, so Ice King comes in while they're asleep and like blows it with an ice wind um, and he uh, he it says like this Finn and Jake this is just a dream because <laughs> he doesn't want to get yelled at again <laughs> <laughs> and this continues so he he had signed a contract with with scorcher but he goes back home and he realizes that he can't like undo the contract so he hires a hitman to kill the hitman oh my god what was the name of the hitman that he hired for this blaster um, or blastoid or something <laughs> and he shows up and scorcher takes him out like in due course like in 10 seconds and it's like, oh, it's less than ten seconds. He basically just cuts him in half. We cuts the suit in half. the The guy is like a little goblin, and he is naked. And he just like flees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this isn't gonna work. Um, so Ice King uh, finally goes back to Finn and Jake, and he explains what happened. Like I accidentally hired someone to kill you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so they try to escape together. And um, Scorcher's fire is potent and and strong. Potent and strong mean the same thing, but who cares? Um, so they, in the process of fleeing the treehouse, Ice King creates like an ice dome to protect them from the Scorcher blasting them with fireballs. And he comes up with a plan to lower their body temperature so that they are um, cool enough. So their pulse slows down so much like a hibernating squirrel so that he'll feel the pulse and think they're dead. Uh, They don't trust this plan, but Ice King just fucking does it anyway. (laughs) And so he cases them both in ice. Um, The Scorcher... I I love that he's so... He's powerful enough to just immediately, like, basically kill them. Mm -hmm. Like, with a... But, you know, in a precision way so he can raise their core temperatures back and he has like been going along with just he's grounded Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's in trouble and he knows it 
<laughs> so Finn and Jake are encased in ice. Uh, the ice team tells Scorcher, like, hey, you don't need to kill them now. They're dead. Um, Scorcher slightly saws Jake or Finn and, and checks his pulse and agrees that it's We're in done. the third season. You can't get the names right. No, that was, it was, I forgot which one he thought. Sorry. <laughs> that was, I'm crying here. Um, and then he materializes a new contract, which goes by so quickly that I can't quite read it, but it basically says, like, um, with the duties being completed, whatever, blah, 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 our contract is complete or whatever. And so <laughs> Finn and Jake are both still in ice, and the Scorcher is satisfied, and he leaves. And so the Ice King lifts up his ro- robes and goes to sit on both of their ice chunks like a nesting hen. <laughs> to thaw them out and it ends with them both still in ice looking like they have died yeah. <laughs> so it's it's I think a pretty good exploration of how the ice king is like I'm I'm powerful and I have all these magic skills but I'm also like bound by the rules that are set for me and some of the things are like I will not actually kill people and I won't I have all these powers but I clearly don't use them for anything beyond like being a mild, mild irritant to most people yeah he seems like he's uh just kind of forgets like the magnitude of what he could do or it just doesn't occur to him a lot of the time are you jostling coins no there's a metallic noise that's been coming through for a while oh well, i mean i'm walking microphone might be tapping something that's better I'm holding the microphone away from my bunny hug. Uh, that's uh, a hoodie. Um, not in Saskatchewan. I'm translating for non-Canadians. Um, well, these these episodes were both. I can see why the season is starting to pick up in uh, intensity and detail and nuance and things like that. It's uh, quite a lot of things fit into these episodes. Yeah, I went and scrolled through the rest of the season, and it's like every episode's a banger. A banger. A banger. Okay. It's so good. And this season contains the first episode that I ever saw of this show. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't remember the first one I saw. I feel like it was probably in the first season. The first one I saw was Jake versus Meemaw. And I saw it while I was very jet-lagged on an international flight. Hmm. And you were hooked. Yeah. I was. So these episodes are charming. We're getting a lot more um, detail on these characters, understanding a little bit more about their motivations, their histories, the rules in which they operate, those sorts of things. So Yeah, like the world is built, so we can play in it more. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts on Adventure Time? I love it. Yeah. It broke my heart and I love it. That happens with uh, television and other things too. Yeah. Let's uh, do pop culture. Okay. Uh, you go first. Okay. I kind of have two. Well, I'll have one more than the other thing. So the first thing is that um, The Good Place is back. Have you watched the season premiere yet? No, but The Good Place was going to be my thing. You didn't even see it yet. I've seen the second episode, uh, second season pretty recently. So I'm going to give you my other thing, and I want you to advocate for it after I get done with The, the Good Place. Okay. And you don't even know what the second thing is. I can be extemporaneous. Cool. Put those debate skills to work. I never did extemp. I fucking hate that it's How did... <laughs> I'm surprised. I don't know. I just don't know. I got thrown into every other individual event, but not extent. Okay, pretend it's impromptu then, because you don't have any sources to cite, and you don't have 30 minutes of prep. Okay? Okay. Fair. So, The Good Place. The season premiere just happened, and it is uh, an hour long, and it is... uh, This show is... I really, really am going to not say much because I feel like there are people who haven't even seen the first season and if you haven't seen the first season any details about the second or not the third season would be um, universe destroying for you (laughs) 
because there's so much to this show um, that is nothing like I would have ever expected in a sitcom, more or less. And it is, you know, not necessarily like a sitcom in like the Seinfeld sense because there's no audience and things like that. But the level of um, profound conversations that happen and, and character like intersection that happens. But as well, it's just so much show. Um, so it's, it's great. Um, I hope you, not the listener, hope you badger. I hope you um, watch the season premiere soon because I want to talk about it with you. Yeah, I might this evening who knows yep it's on hulu okay so now i'm going to assign your pop culture to you okay uh, because every fall i do a rewatch of gilmore girls and so now you need to tell me about gilmore girls okay gilmore girls like ernest shackleton before them these girls were thrust upon an island called stars hollow where there were many celebrity cameos they managed to survive for over 10 months on an ice floe by eating penguins. Are you making this up or are you reading something? I'm using one of my points that I had canned for impromptu. I never canned points in impromptu and I saw someone who did and I was like, I will destroy you. Oh, we were told to can points um, That's for you- everyone except for Aaron who is listening doesn't know this impromptu is a, an event where you're given a quote and you have two minutes to build a five minute speech around that quote the most successful people who do impromptu uh will have several points uh mine were ernest shackleton and the endurance uh beehives and thomas edison versus nikolai tesla so that just means that <laughs> and uh, I that you can wedge into any kind of quotation that you're given I will just say that the people who were told that they should can speeches had coaches that cared more about success than the integrity of the event. Oh, that's absolutely correct. That was completely true of my team. I was kept in novice level well past when I should have been because I was dominating novice level stuff because I shouldn't have, I should have been playing in the regular league. Yeah. That's not fucked up at all. Yeah. Then I did get moved into the regular league. But kicked I will, ass. I'm going to give you a point for knowing about Stars Hollow. Yeah. And um, the Gilmore girls are named Rory and Lorelei. Which one's which? The Lorelei is the daughter. Uh, technically, that is true, but she goes by Rory Laurel- in the show. Lorelei is a daughter. Uh, also true. And um, Mother Gilmore defies grandmother Gilmore by not accepting money and she goes to live in a coffee shop where they serve penguins on Sundays in order to keep time over the long winter months (laughs) oh if only I can't (laughs) wait till you actually watch this show and it it will inform so much about like why I'm the way I'm I am but you're also going to be like this show is so not good it's not, I, I, I've defended it before because I feel like people who are actually like diehard Gilmore Girl fans, we don't think it's a good show, but it fits a part of our hearts and like the storytelling of like the family, family dynamics and the, um, the spot we were in our, in our lives when we watched it. Like there's a nostalgia to it. Can you hear my neighbor sawing things by the way? No. Oh, that is really loud. I'm surprised. Someone's woodworking in their garage and I can hear it. Oh, anyway, Gilmore Girls is a part of my heart, um, but I wouldn't call it good, <laughs> much like the rest of my heart. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something like that that I would have, but because of my pop culture media blackout between the mid to late 90s and the early to mid aughts, I don't know. I don't know. The Bible? Lord of, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, sure. The Bible. Yeah, Lord of the Rings Bible. <laughs> okay, let's do let's do shout outs and thank you. Okay, ready to try to do this in the same order this time. Okay, I that's not possible, but okay, let's okay. go. One, two, three. Emily. Taylor. Taylor. Emily. Aaron. Jordan. Uh, Will. Who? Chelsea. What did you say? I said Will. Oh, Will. Um. 
Kristen. Is, why is he your nemesis again? I, I just don't understand that. Because everyone needs a nemesis and I just picked him. Oh, can't I be your nemesis? No. Why not? Because you're my best friend. I have more interest in your downfall than he does. Okay, ouch. <laughs> That's what a nemesis is for. But Why can't I be your bestie and you're my wayward daughter and I'm your nemesis and you're my mom? You should want me to succeed. I do, but... But what if you didn't? <laughs> I don't want to... Look, it's complicated. We don't need to get into it now. I don't understand the relationships that you construct between yourself and others. It works in my brain, and I don't need to explain it to anyone. (laughs) Um, Who else do we have to say hey to? Aaron. I said that. Oh. And I said Kristen. I said Kristen, too, just now. Cool. Well, that's kind of literally everyone. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sex Time. Again, we ask why. Um, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Sex Time Podcast. We are on all of the podcast platforms. So if you're like, I'm listening to this on Apple, and I'm like, that's fucked up. We're on like everything else too, like Pocket Cast and Spotify. We're on yeah, and on Anchor. If you have the Anchor app, you can see the names of the uh, sound effects that we use. Yep, and you know when they're coming, which takes away a lot of the fun. Um, we are um, on Twitter at Sex Time Pod and also on Instagram at Sex Time Pod. And there have been some like very sexy fig photos that have been posted on Sex Time Pod lately. Yeah, two sexy fig photos, each as sexy as the last. So equivalently sexy. <laughs> <laughs> um, should I post more boob photos? Um, in a way that doesn't get you kicked us kick doesn't get us kicked off of Instagram. Sure. Okay, I'll think of something. Boobs. Oh, boy. I don't want to see this. <laughs> um, well, anyway, get in touch with us if you give a shit. Otherwise, like, who cares? Um, okay, final words? Nope. All right, well, thank you. So I'm much. done. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll um, catch you next Friday.